Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Jim and Sam Town Square. I'm Scott King. Jim and Sam fans know me from the Forbes articles, and I'm joined, as always, by multi-Emmy award-winning TV producer Chris Cangilla. In this episode, recapping week four of January 2024, and it was a great week, two guests, lots of great talk. Uh, Chris, how are you doing? How did you enjoy this week? It was a great week, as I'm trying to make my notes and collate everything. There's just so much. I was worried that we're going to run out of time, but I think we're going to be good. And of course, we're wearing special shirts that we'll talk about a little bit later. (laughs) But yeah, it was a great week. It was uh, it was one where we're making and going through the notes and there's almost too much. And we don't we always trim the fat and there was uh, very little fats this week. I'll say that. Jimmy might disagree with you, but yeah, there was very little fat. (laughs) First, first to kick things off. um, And, you know, I think. I think this was this might have been a little bit of uh, Taylor Swift. It was a little bit part of the stalker talk we're gonna get into, but we're just we we're also talking about you know Sam's a big football guy now on the show, and they were discussing kind of how some of the country has Taylor Swift fatigue, and now I think someone on the show does, and I'm pretty surprised because they were such a diehard before. Yeah, I think it's just gotten to Troy. You know, they asked him, Troy, are you still? And he's like, nah. You got a little burnout and yeah, a little fatigue. He, uh, he, uh, you know, I just think it's too, he's, I think he was like, it's just too much. It's just too much. Yeah. And, uh, he went, he said he went in hard. This was that summer, right? This was past summer that when he really went in hard and, uh, he's just a little, little over it. And, uh, probably from the overexposure, I think is what he's kind of estimating. And, uh, he took a beating about, you know, still being a fan and being outside of her house on, uh, Cornelia street there. Former house, I should say. So yeah, he's he's Troy got a lot of beatings lately. Yes, he has. And not only do we enjoy Andrew Dice Clay's videos, uh, I, we we watch about Instagram, and the guys always talk about him based off of Instagram. But I guess they're on TikTok too because Dice's pranks made the New York Times. Do do you want it to? Are you here to take the picture? With the face, oh, with the celebrity, the face, Mr. and Mrs. Beef. I'm here to see Mr. and Mrs. Beef. Uh, Eleanor, I'm looking for Eleanor. You know, he just has. Oh, it's just nuts, and it's so good, and it makes me realize why Jim and Dice clicked because it's that still that weird sense of humor, and Jimmy thinks it's hilarious, and I think most of us think those those little bits are just great because he's doing it for himself. Yes. Yes. And that's what Jim said. Jim said that when he was touring with Dice, like that is Dice. These videos are Dice because he loves to just mess with people. It brings him joy. Um, It's great because, you know, Dice was a big factor of this week, but they're also talking about where um, this, I guess it was this early on Tuesday, they had this data breach and it was kind of worrisome, you know, about Twitter and everything. And of course, who does that worry the most? Our friend Jimmy, of course. And, you know, they're talking about how you uh, you can't always trust the reporting sites, you know, that this is down or this is work. just because I think you got an email where you're supposed to, like, click on this to yeah. reinstate everything. You're fine. He just doesn't trust anything. And they were going over the news of that. And, and Sam came across something in Forbes magazine and he said, you can always, always trust Forbes. And everybody in the whole studio just agreed that, yes, you can always trust. You can always, always trust Forbes. Except Jimmy said that there's somebody there that is sending him D pictures. Do we well, know, I know it, is? I know who, who he might have been hinting at, and I'm not going to confirm nor deny 
uh, said D picks. But I do appreciate that everyone in the studio trusts a certain Forbes journalist and people who know the show, who follow this show, I think probably love that uh, hidden shout out. And I will take it all day, every day. It was wonderful. Oh, it's great. You know, they love you from the articles that you've written. And and just for Jimmy to do that behind the scenes for great. us few that get the joke. I loved it. So, yeah, please stop doing that to our friend Jimmy. <laughs> um, Travis had a a new sound and i want to ask you because i don't think there's a visual with, with the the bombing sound that travis created that they kept testing out the day he created it which was amazing um is it is it like a is that a mic or something moving on it's, a table it sure sounds like them? something like i'm moving my mic here yeah. it's like yeah and it just sounds like something like that would be uh in the uh in the sound that it's making but i think he's moving a computer or he's moving i don't know but it is so good and just the brilliance of the show it happened on accident the sound was made travis goes i'm sorry guys and he goes blake do that again and they did it and they're like ah oh, that's the that's a great bombing sound so they would make up bombing jokes and then wait for travis to do the sound so awesome. creative so funny and it's just like you know it's the ringing you know the bell ringing and uh, that Jimmy used to do with the old school bell that used to do it when jokes were bad or whatever he would ring in the in the studio. And just it was just a, a fun time when they would always make fun of themselves. And, and, you know, Jim used to have the what do you got? You know, all these exclamations that just really annoy people. So. We'll so I took, as I always do, I took a very uh, tinfoil hat deep dive with the sound. I think mm. the sound is. And the fun they had with it is completely symbolic of jovial Travis being back. I think all week Travis interacted with Jim and laughed. And I, I you could probably say that going back a couple weeks on it to, to be fair. But I just I just felt like like Travis has been in such a good mood lately. You know, we we dissected terms of service. It's it's in the past, but it is it is uh, it's water under the bridge uh, at this point. I, I, everyone gets along so well now, I think. I thoroughly agree with you. It seems like the good old days are back and it was just, it was fun to have them all interacting again. And uh, yeah, there's a little bit more to that. Uh, terms of service coming up a little later that I'll share with you. Okay. Okay. Stay okay. tuned. All right. And uh, speaking of staying tuned, I, I mean, first we got the new, it was interesting news, Netflix and, you know, want to, want to hear, uh, wanted to hear Sam's take on it this week, which we did, but Netflix paying 5 billion not not for That's all just... WWE, just for Raw Monday Night, right? I haven't watched Wrestling Raw. It's Monday Night Raw that we know uh, Sammy loves, and so we got that news. But wait, after Thursday's show, we talk about how when something big happens in the news that you can't wait, especially when you know that Jim and Sammy have like an amazing take on it. What can they have a better take on than all of the allegations that just came out against Vince McMahon? Oh my God. Um, I mean, you know, these are allegations uh, reported right. by Wall Street Journal and other uh, very reputable news outlets in in a lawsuit uh, from a from a WWE employee coming from there. Um, you know, Opie and Anthony had a duty hat, and it sounds like there may have been a, a Vince duty hat. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it sounds yeah, crazy. it's it's it sounds really crazy, and you know, we both want them to break it down, but you know, Sam's not going to be able to say anything. Because he works for the organization. He and I really... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You finish it. 
Finish your thought. No, I just I really don't think he's going to be able to to do that because he doesn't want to blow up his own spot. And Jim will respect that too. So as much as we want to hear them joke about it and do all that, I think it's going to be talked about, but I think it's going to kind of be glanced over. I think Jim's remarks will be like, as we expect, like, oh my God, he's amazing. <laughs> or like, you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna love these these allegations. Sam, I will say well, Vince's other lawsuit, yes, you're 100 percent right company man didn't say too much but he still had some insight and still had a maybe a little bit of emotion or or he maybe a little bit he of can a point back he can deflect it in a way that we can we can laugh at it for yeah sure, it was right? i still appreciate his take on it um moving on here though uh and perhaps the reason we we did not plan to wear the same amazing t-shirts um we got we had to this week didn't we we had to we had to from uh triumph printing right makes these excellent uh excellent shirts um but my and he really and the, the guy the guy at triumph re-released these shirts for sale this week oh, our so buddy cool. uh miguel uh forwarded that on and i saw that uh, yeah. and i follow triumph guy too and and yeah they're like they're back on sale they're they're out there for you to purchase so the edna faust <laughs> you it, gotta see the whole shirt Cold coffee, dude. My Cold kids coffee. know. About it. My kids know about Edna Faust. I put the shirt on for the podcast tonight, and my when my daughter before she goes to bed, she looks at it. And she goes, "Cold coffee." Yeah, it's the best. And Legend. Josh, Legend. You, I thought they would just go over it for a little bit, but they spent some good time. Tell us about all the things that they kind of discovered. Oh, God, man. I was um, yeah, I was trying to revisit this in my brain before our show, and it, we were we were talking. It's just that they they go over it. And we're like, oh yeah, this will be this will be funny. They, you know, they've done this a hundred times, and every time they go over something, especially this again, just new angles, diving into stuff, joke after joke. Just amazing what these guys can do with a radio show, Jim and Sam. It's why we do a show on them. But I, I think they, I think they dove a little deeper into the, uh, into the guy with his meeting his lawyer, which is a great story. Yeah. Um, I think they tried to find if any of these guys still are around. Tried to find they were on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't find Edna though, could they? No, and I don't Travis, think they had luck with Edna. Travis said, and I, I honestly am guilty of uh, trying to look up Edna myself. Travis <laughs> said that maybe as a potential guest for our show. Travis said there that you go. Uh, fans send him like obituaries of it. There's a lot of Edna Faust out there. Uh, oh, that's right. It's a, but I it's think a common other... name, I guess, from that area. But yeah, they uh, they went through it all and looked up all the guys. And and then, you know, they, the, the inside and things that you don't notice is like, why is Edna's kind of squinting like in the sun? So that's why she kind of makes that that sound and that noise because she's looking in the sun. It was it was great stuff. What's the place that uh, I don't like those donuts? I'll have to make myself go. It's to Turkey Hill. Was it Turkey Hills donuts? Yeah, that's, I don't like yeah sure donuts. sounds like it. Yeah, the person that, that yeah that is not going to make the trip. Yeah, comment if I'm wrong. Place. I think it's Turkey Hill. Everybody. Yeah, let us know. Uh, <laughs> moving along here, the return of the very polarizing. Ian Fidance. And <laughs> I think uh I think it was a I, I there wasn't one thing where I'm like, oh Ian, or you know, oh God, you know, the, it was a pretty good appearance, I thought. I thought Ian was pretty good this week. Yeah, it was a good appearance. Maybe that's because he was super, super late and only on for the last oh, maybe half right. an hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> but he was super late and he right. was great. He's a little tuckered out, so he wasn't over the top, and that helps as well. But yeah, you know, I think he won us over a little bit this week and, and was like the Ian uh, that we liked when he first came on. 
Um, he had a great story and I'll let you kind of share it and I'll comment on it. And um, he just, he was, uh, he was good. I got to admit he was good. Yeah, I guess he, um, he did, he did a weekend somewhere where him and Ian were, I think flipping who, who would go for, who would headline. I want to say, yeah, John, John Lovitz, John Lovitz. Yeah. I'm sorry. John Lovitz, the, the yeah, story. Yeah. yeah. John Lovitz. So yeah, I guess uh, Ian, yeah, they're flipping. And then John Lovitz actually was opening up for Ian and uh, John Lovitz has a piano as part of his set. And after his set, they wanted to mark where the piano was going to be. And, and Ian's supposed to follow. So Ian has to wait and he's getting extremely frustrated and, it's just, it, I can understand that frustration. And, oh, God, did Jim have a good line on that? They're talking, you know, he was talking about how furious he was with John Lovitz as, uh, as you know, he was following on the show. And he was just so mad and just wanted to tear him up. And Ian said, but, you know, then John stayed and watched my set. And Jim said, so you got him back. Meaning he's so bad at comedy that he, you know, punished John Lovitz by making him watch Ian's set, which was kind of funny. But, yeah, they uh, they had some some trouble. And then... Ian, unfortunately, had some other people get in trouble. You want to share that one? Yeah, and I think I could have been wrong. I don't think they're flipping headliners or just like an early show in a late show. It, Something it like that. Like Who it. knows? Um, just for a little detail. Uh, yeah. Ian got people arrested for doing uh, some graffiti advertising for him. Um, <laughs> yeah, they. I guess he, they have on his open. Yeah, on his open of his show that he has an RV that has been tagged with uh you know being in with jordan and uh he asked the guys that did it like hey can you go around the city and do some more of that that'd be cool and they're like yeah man we'd love to do that and then he didn't hear from them for a while and then the guy texted him yeah sorry man uh i got arrested for that so i'm heading out of town or something like that so it's just like, i'm heading out of crazy. town only Ian yeah. would get arrested for advertising for him. Uh, oh, this kind of comedy talk, stand-up talk led to Jim revealed the 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 very uh, plausible and possible name of his new special. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, it sounds really interesting. Sea of Marmalade. What? <laughs> is, is that starring, you know, Ed the Fireman, Master of Fish, or whatever that guy's name was, his Halloween right, character? Right, the Fireman, Master of Fish. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, I mean, it was Sea of Marmalade. And I don't know where Jim came up with that, but it was really funny. But then I started thinking about maybe where he came up with it. And I'm going to have to tell this story delicately. But they're um, going back and playing guys that were in prison, talking about things that happened in prison. And the guy was telling about a certain act that requires maybe some jelly or oh. some jam. Oh, man. So I'm just wondering if Jim had that on the mind when he came up with Sea of Marmalade. I don't know. It, it might have. It might have had an impact on him to to possibly name his comedy special after. And speaking of Jimmy's thoughts and, and uh, everything, Jimmy, there is there is just nothing like little Jimmy for my money. And we I, this is one of the reasons it was such a good week. We got more little Jimmy stories. We revisited them. Um, maybe I heard this one the one time the Rocky. He went to one of those Rocky horror showings, you know, that are a lot of fun when the movie comes out and people have food. I guess they throw food and stuff. I've never seen it. But Jim got yeah. in the glasses with an egg. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a big thing for people, Jimmy and I's age, back in the 80s and the 90s. That's where you'd go to the midnight showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And it was an event, right? And you just go to this movie and you, it's just a fun thing. And at one point, they hold up their, their cups and they go, toast. And that's where people bring toast and throw it in the movie theater. And someone... 
actually brought eggs and, and hit little Jimmy in the glasses. And so he had dripping egg off of his glasses. But one of the, my favorite stories about little Jimmy in the movie theater was when he was watching Revenge of the Nerds and little Jimmy thought he was really cool. And he was yelling at the, at the screen and talking back to the screen. And his buddy goes, shut up, Jim. And Jim now thinks that's one of the funniest things in the world. So, yeah, shut up, Jim, was, was a good uh, little Jimmy angle. That's one of my favorite stories. I'm glad it came up again. Um, okay, this one is, a, I'm pretty sure it's a new little Jimmy story. I can't believe so many decades of radio, we're still getting new little Jimmy stories. Like, I could listen to these all week. This one, he had a buddy when he was... Uh, maybe a, maybe a, a fresh teenager or maybe even like 12 and uh the the kid's dad the kid would get pot the kid's dad uh smoked pot or, or jim even knew he sold it no, he's, no he is his dad the, his jimmy's friends jimmy's friend and his jimmy's friend's dad yeah um they smoke pot together right oh. and and he would let his son smoke pot with him yeah. so i guess when jimmy wanted to score some pot before he was sober um, he called up the dad and asked him if he could buy some from him. And what was the dad's reaction? I believe he yelled he, and said, what the hell are you doing? Don't you ever call, don't you ever call me again? Or something. Exactly. Because <laughs> Can you were both dads? Like, can you imagine if, if you let your child do something with you and then their buddy goes, Hey man, can I get, shut up, get out of here. We're going to, no. yeah, I guess. But we're also like, we're going to get to the, all the sexual stuff in Jim's upbringing. Uh, yeah. But he's also just had adults like yell at him too, like that 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 woman at the, the pool, lady in the pool. Yeah, your hair called him a little effing pig, and he was like, was he like eight? He was like eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. Like just you know what? And I and I gotta tell lady. you, Scott, I start thinking about this too. And, and the the era that we grew up in, yeah. we were with adults a lot more as kids without yeah. our parents around, and we would get into a lot of more trouble and and messing around. And adults would always yell at you or you know i didn't happen yeah. to me but adults who didn't know you might hit you like get the fuck, you know right. hit you and stuff you know so you know because it was just a different era and we just right. were no, you true. know on it's our true. own a little bit more so it's maybe true. that's why jimmy got yelled at a lot i think but, i think it's part uh, of it it's so funny to hear now he had his uh he had his strange friend dean well, i don't know if we're going to tell be too specific about these stories but dean may have put something on uh jim's glasses this that story we've heard before this yeah. one we heard before well, let me just a little bit yeah, more on Dean. I guess Jimmy's talked about, you know, if you can ever find Dean, just go to the park because he right. might be on the swings at midnight. Now, right, right. of course, Jim always brings it up that uh, Dean has pa uh, passed uh, away yes. uh, of AIDS from drug use. He always clarifies that AIDS from drug use. Um, so it's it's kind of a sad story. But yeah, uh, I think Dean was probably Jimmy's best friend growing up. Yeah, he was, he was one of, there's like a group and that's definitely one of them. Um, and then when Jim was young also, he went to a barber and this, this opened up a, a very interesting take from Sam. Uh, the barber was, would talk about like porn with Jim and Jim was, what was he, uh, 12 around there? I, I think he might have said 16. Okay. Cause so he was having this cal calic problem. Remember he had the calic problem? Yeah. That maybe, I think I remember him saying 15 then if he was around age. And okay. it, it's strange. So strange for an adult, even back then to be talking about this kind of stuff with a kid. And then yeah. Sam points out that everyone around Jim was just kind of creepy in a sexual way. So like all of Jim's, like, I guess if you want to call them perversions, 
they're not kind of not his fault. <laughs> like he had all these strange adults. He had the devil in the lake guy. He had Dean, his yeah. old friend Dean. I mean, you just got all these sexual people, all the you know, the kids that bullied him, all this sexual you're not gonna meet anyone, right? All this most like crazy sexual kind of energy around them. I think it's a great point by saying. Yeah, and it, it's like I talked about, it's just you're around adults more, so all their weird stuff kind of got on you a little bit more without the layer of protection of your folks being around more. So yes. Yeah, it was a it was a weird time to grow up. I'm I'm glad I'm okay. I hope <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, with all this little Jimmy talk, they did pull up Jim's senior picture again, which I hadn't seen in a while. I was, I was delighted to see it. Uh how would you describe that picture, Chris? You know, I when I heard it on the radio and I saw it later on, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought. He was very serious though. Completely serious. And all those hairstyles made me just remember all those eras of hairstyles and and i gotta tell you i was trying to look for my yearbook right before we started taping here because i wanted to share my goofy yearbook picture of senior year but yeah i didn't think it's too bad but sam had an interesting take what does sam think he looked like uh, a handsome serial killer <laughs> a handsome serial killer and, and when you look at it you see it because you know jim was pleasantly surprised that he wasn't as uh as uh, ugly as he might have thought he was. And, yeah, I wasn't, I guess I wasn't as bad as I thought I was. And yeah, Sam said, yeah, you look like a, you know, maybe a handsome serial killer because he did look weird. He looked, you know, like uh, upset, you know, yes. commented. Could have had his own Netflix series, a handsome serial but killer. But what a great little series of Jimmy things this yes. week, man. I I could listen to those all day long if that just weird thing because I'd, not only are they hilarious, but I identify with the 70s and 80s, you know, that just crazy time of growing up then. So, yeah, good good on them. Yeah, it was fantastic. Great little Jimmy stuff. And then there was, you know, getting into some of the kind of the sad nature of the Jimmy stuff. We got we we, we kind of, you know, heard about how you laugh through tears with uh, especially one comic on the New York scene who I've been lucky enough to interview and meet. who is an absolute legend that I grew up watching on, on Tough Crowd and, and Insomniac is David Tell. And uh They've told this story before. Uh, do, you, do you want to tell the, one of the, the No, you tell stories? it, man, because I got a little story to share after that. Okay. All right. So they, to they told the story, or Jim did again, about how, I think it was Manny died, I believe, who passed Jim at the, the original guy to pass Jim at the Comedy Cellar, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Manny was one of yeah, the- Yeah, because um, Noam Jorman's dad, I believe, was Manny. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, exactly right. And, you know, they, they a lot of comics loved him. And he, he was- uh, he was his, after he passed away, you know, everyone was obviously, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Yeah, not no, that, you're, that's a different story. You're absolutely right, though. They did talk about Manny they told one dying of those, and how they joked and everything. Yeah. But the main joke. The main joke. The main joke was for uh, Patrice O'Neill and Patrice died. We know how close he was with Jim and uh, all the comics. And that's how they, he was just not just this one. He was making a bunch of jokes to, to crack everyone up. No one else could kind of joke about this. Everyone was so taken aback by the situation but the best joke that jim remembers was was dave saying we gotta get a uh purple suit a, and a giant coffin a giant coffin and a purple suit yeah it was it was hilarious and you just you need that you know and you need that to, to make you laugh in this in the tough times and so i'll be as quick as i can with this story so um i moved from denver to chicago in 97 and that my dad passed away like the first month i lived here right um, so I, uh, made the plan. I was in temporary housing and I made the plan to, to fly home. And my brother and I are going to pack up my, my belongings and put it all in a truck and bring it out to my new apartment. And the day that I 
flew in. It was the day that my dad died. So it was just like, just one of these horrible things. And so we still loaded up the van and, and packed everything away, you know, in the truck and made sure we had all that. Now, prior to this, I was uh, good friends with a lot of people there, obviously growing up in Colorado. And we played this treasure hunt game and the winner received this large painting, this just massive canvas painting. Literally, Scott, it was six feet by eight feet. It was huge. Well, I didn't want this thing when I won it, you know, and this is a couple months before I moved away. So I'm like, yeah, I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. So cut to being ready to drive out after we, uh, we buried my dad and, um, I get halfway down my trip, like in Iowa somewhere. And I go to check on stuff in the truck. Something was settling and that painting, that huge canvas was in with all my belongings that I had to take to Chicago because my friend's asked my brother for the key to the truck so they could put it in there. So I'd have a laugh when I got halfway to my trip coming to Chicago. So I had this incredibly large painting that I had no idea what I was going to do with. So I hung it up in my apartment and it was a joke painting. It was horrible, but that's where it lived for a little while. So yeah, laughing through your tears, you bury your father, but halfway through your grief, you're going to get a, a treat from your friends. You have an enormous painting you got to hang up. That's funny. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, speaking of funny, uh, again, really enjoyed this week's, Nikki and Jim video. I mean, their their YouTube page, their web series, whatever you want to call it, is is fantastic. I still think it should be a reality show on like an HBO Max or Max, whatever they call it. They should have HBO in the name, as the guy said. They do not. Um, yes. Quick quick hits. A uh, couple of things to touch on. Um, new Kiss poster. Nikki approved. Do you remember what's what? From? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like that, I just couldn't believe when I, he said that. I, it must yeah, be some poster. I guess it's some English poster, right? Is it's from the movie? From Kiss's movie, I think the the release in England. Got it. So I think that's. And I guess it's in really good shape, and and she actually liked it. So that was kind of weird. And just backtracking a little bit to uh, the Cleveland video, which I thoroughly enjoyed uh, them talking about and showing everything there. But oh. man, it was it was really funny because they started talking about you know having actors play them in reenactments like you know because jim was like hey man you know we started shooting it i was really fat so we couldn't go back and shoot anything because i lost weight so he's like we should have had actors reenact re you know and then sam's great idea is like oh definitely should get actor portrayal of this kind of stuff and like jim's like yeah you know i could hire a male model and a short you know like a nice male model and a short fat blonde woman to play Nikki and I. And like, yeah, Jim was like, but which one is going to play which? Because <laughs> someone's really short and one's a male model. So anyway, it was really good. But yeah, I just, I loved that part of it. Do you remember when they were talking about that and how how funny that was? Yes, that was a great idea by Jim. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jim does have just, just <laughs> hire some ridiculous actors to do the reenactments. I absolutely. Uh... He said he's going to do it now. He said he's going to do reenactments with that. But that video was, yeah, that video was great. And really funny and in core jimmy fashion he has his sweat pulled you know pulled up over his belly and just you know looking at nikki across from the way it was it's a it's a great video so check that out but yes back to quick hits the poster was a surprise and then another thing that sounded cool as a surprise is that nikki might go on cameo right yeah and that would be the perfect place for her can you imagine having all these fans that love jim and sam and now love her being able to go and, and have her wish them a very happy whatever she would love it. She's gonna do. She's gonna do some cameos. You know, yeah. she she already has. I just pulled it up. She already has almost fourteen thousand followers on Instagram. 
That's a lot. That's Especially amazing. Just quick, yeah. you know, just a few months, right, that we've known Nikki, that she was introduced to Jim and Sam's audience. So she's catching on. She's catching on like gangbusters. And, uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, I think I'm it's wonderful. Up. And I think it's I think it's really cool that that, you know, people really have just, you know, whoever Jimmy marries is going to have a kind of a tough, you know, road ahead from fans liking her and stuff. But she won everybody over very quickly. I okay. wish Jim would do the following thing, please. Will you if you have any contact with Jim, make sure that he releases a certain video. What video oh my is God. that? Well, first, I was just going to say that also to, to go with that kind of backs up Nikki's rise to fame. Their their YouTube channel already has over 13,000 subscribers. So they're doing great. She'll do a bunch of cameos. And while, you know, Jim is having all this content put out very wisely, it's going very well and it's very funny. Um, and Soraya is doing work for him, tremendous work. When you look at the edits and all the, the footage, we got to see the Edgar VR video i mean not only not only we know jim can't play video games from all the grand theft autos that have been were brought in uh to the studio during, especially during the o and a days but i mean edgar we don't we got a lot of doug bell this week actually and, and a little cal yeah. bell but uh sure. but edgar's a great character and i guess jim says the whole time he's just like in vr looking for eugene going eugene trying to fly around eugene flying around eugene and Jim said he wouldn't release it because he's really fat in the video. That's oh, why he hasn't released it for all this time. But now that he's skinnier, he'll release it. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, he's still fat in the video. So what does that matter? If you're fat, release it. If you're skinny, release it. We just love you anyway. So don't worry about it. Yes. Yes. And he is trying to cut back on some of the behavior that makes you fat, um, such as not just eating a bunch of Cheez-Its, but perhaps licking and sniffing. <laughs> what the hell is that about? He... So, you know, he's not going to partake in a lot of that stuff. He goes, hey, guys, like this is really, he really said it like this. Hey, guys, you ever, you ever lick them and then sniff them before you eat them? Sam's like, what? Right away. Yeah, Sam goes, no, no one does that. Sam, it was, <laughs> it was a half second response time. <laughs> Sam is so good at that. And yeah, Sam, he is like, no, like no one Troy, does that. Just like with Troy, they say something very matter of fact, like, like, the average person does it and literally almost no one does some of the, and that's why we love them. And Sam is right there to point that out. It was so funny. Yeah. I, that was my favorite part. It, of the it was one of my favorite parts as well, too. You're a big music guy, as we know. Um, there, there really had, the guys talked about this really have been some great, great musical appearances on a lot of late night shows, talk shows. So they named a bunch and it was just, a, it was somewhere where I wasn't listening live, like working or something. I was like, oh, it's one of those times where like, you want to call in because uh, Jewel got famous from Conan. They talked about Conan had, had Slipknot and uh, a lot of other memorable uh, performances and as did Letterman, but Jewel literally got famous because of Conan back then. I remember that. Yeah. And one of my favorite, of course, we've all talked about how much I like Rush. Rush did one of the first appearances they've done on a talk show. And it was Colbert. So they were on uh -huh. with Colbert and uh, and joked around with him. And 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 I just read Getty's book and he talked about how they're apprehensive about doing it, but put at ease and, and loved it. And then since they played Letterman and that kind of stuff. So yeah, these bands are are huge and it, you know, it either uh really makes you or surprises you, you know, to see your your bands on these shows. But I think one of the best performances on one of these shows, it's gotta be Feldman, right? Oh my held. God, Corey! Tell the story, Angels. Uh well, that was just that. They were on um, 
the Today Show, right? And they have, and I still have it. I watch it. They have a concert series, and they have a big sponsor for it. And they're they're really good bands, and they do the outdoor show where you know people, tourists, and people just walk up and watch it. And yeah. everyone's everyone's everyone other act was very good, had very good sets on the, the plaza. I think they call it the, the, pl plaza. Yeah, the plaza. Yeah, New York. And court. yeah, it was. Uh, ooh, it was just brutal. And then the funniest thing, and I, I haven't seen this, and I hope I get a chance to, and I'm going to kind of reenact it now, is that he goes to sing and he hits his teeth on the mic oh yes did you hear Amazing. that one and okay. you can hear him go you know on the mic and it was hilarious and i gotta go watch that because everybody in the studio was laughing when they watched that video so Corey has some challenges yes he does he certainly does uh a man who does not have challenges because not only is matt eisman the man he has Arnold schwarzenegger as a friend arnold was there to kind of help with uh his his wedding i guess uh, yeah, I'd never heard that story. Do you know much about that? No, I saw a, I saw a clip, but I didn't. I, I Matt's awesome. He did a, an interview for one of the Forbes stories I did. I love him on the show. Um, yeah, but no, I didn't. I didn't get to see what that was all about, but I want to because I love Matt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Obviously, and but no, Jim, Jim had a very funny take on this kind of talk about Matt Iceman, and he was on. You know, he's friends with Arnold because he apprenticed. He's on. He's on all the. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's on shows. a ton of those shows. He does. Yeah. The, doesn't he do the. Uh, the one where the American Gladiator, not Gladiator, whatever, where they, uh, American Gladiator, that's how old I am, where they climb up the stuff, the, you know, oh, God, what is the name of that? Ninja, American Ninja War Challenge. Doesn't Matt do some of that on there? Uh, American Ninja Warrior. Yes, he does. Do yeah, it. yeah. That's what I thought so. So, yeah, Matt was great. And one thing I didn't know about this, he loves Daniel Bobo Curlin, right? Yes. Yes, He's he does. big, He's big a fan. fan. And so that it's, led to... <laughs> But the gym saying that this show can only hurt Matt. He's such, you know, he's such a legend uh, in show business already. Uh, speaking of legends, Jim is a huge fan of the man who made single handedly. I, I feel like there's a story similar. There, there was a person that crapped on the plane. Like, we're, you know, yeah, we just planned a trip for the spring. Like, I hope nothing happens. But some guy was farting yeah. so loud and, and so putridly that they turned an American Airlines flight around and i i just can't believe yeah it. thank god they weren't they were on the tarmac still so but they already pushed away from the from the gate and they're out getting ready to take off so in the time that the guy boarded between then and the time that they're ready to take off he was lighting them up and uh and was commenting on how bad they were and so much so that they turned around and i they never got the payoff for the story that did they take the guy off the plane what happened you know, but Jim was a big fan and proud of this man for doing it well. As he should be. Uh, Mark and Norman had a very interesting video they broke down uh, Thursday morning. And so I guess it was probably posted Wednesday, Wednesday night. But it, it's Mark in a, in a club and it's uh, what's it? The New, the York, New York, York Comedy York? Club, right? But it was a special event at the New York Comedy Club. Yes. I think it was one of their normal it was, things. Right? It was labeled like surprise headliner series or something is what they called it. And you never hear about you never really hear about the comics that come on the show or have, or have come on ONA talk about the New York Comedy Club. So I don't know if that's more like a little more beginner I, or I don't know. Maybe I've, I've I don't know much about it yet. But you don't hear about it a lot. So I was already like, hmm. And then they showed a video and a, a guy just comes on stage. It's super weird. Mark's kind of, you know, making jokes, maybe seems a little uncomfortable. Security pulls the guy off stage. And then um, uh, two producers go on stage and, and say like, oh, everyone, you know, they put this first. Sorry. Security pulls Mark off stage. 
And then, yeah, that was a weird uh, thing there too. That was weird. And producers are like, oh, you know, sorry, we had a situation. Mark's not going to come back. And then, uh, then a person stood up is like, well, are we free to leave? So Jim said, I think this is fake. And no one else really, um, I don't think they really studied the video. No one else agreed with Jim. I watched a couple times and I was certain Jim was right. And then later, really? later on in a day on Thursday, Somebody posts that, uh, oh, yeah, no, sorry the, sorry about the disturbance in New York Comic Club. We were filming something, um, you know, as part of the show. No, I'm going to disagree with my partner here on this one. Okay. I think that the filming something was that they're filming parts of Mark doing his performance. The producers for the taping for Mark reference what they're filming. So I think this was maybe something that might have happened. Maybe, maybe something happened like this. It was weird because the they ushered the people out like, okay, you guys got to get out of here. It was uncomfortable. And Sam made a good point or Jim made the point of what does Mark or the club or any of those people have to gain from this? Now, I guess we're talking about it, but Mark's blowing up. So I don't know if he needs that much help in that way. Um, and uh, they also made a good point. You know, we both have worked as producers, right? And I know you're looking it up right now to see yeah. exactly what, what was said. Um, we both have worked as producers of uh, of television and, and other things. And, uh, you know, the producer comes out and says, okay, yeah, can you guys, um, yeah, you need to leave or something like that yeah. really awkwardly. And that's where it's like, this seems odd. And Travis made a good point. It's like, well, hey, if you if something like that happened with us, I wouldn't know the right vernacular or how to handle a situation like this. So I would come out awkward, say something weird too, probably. So yeah, it was it was weird. I believe that something weird happened. Either it could have been a bomb threat, could have been like I'm going to release anthrax or something like that, where they have to kind of do something to make sure everybody's safe. Because if something really happens and they don't do anything, then they're liable. But yeah, it was it was a weird thing, and I hope we get a lot more. We'll get some more from Mark, but maybe we'll get some from his team. And that was my favorite part that Jim was giving him a hard time. Yeah, yeah go so ahead. Mark's team. That was very funny. I hope he gives him credit for that. The comedy club put out a tweet and it said that uh, in the tweet says, uh, first and foremost, nobody was harmed or injured. The disruption was part of a filming. That makes me think that it was part of a filming. So maybe that, yeah, but that also be. watch the video again. The producers yeah. are very cadenced when they talk, very acty. And then a, a woman stands up and she's the audience representative. Can we leave? Also very okay. acty. Those are all lines. No, I, I will completely admit I never watched the video. I just oh, listened to it with everybody else on, on there. It's very so fake. Very fake. Maybe Mark, I'm gullible. Mark, yeah. though, if he didn't know what was going on, Mark is a great actor. He was he was just himself. So maybe, maybe that's what it was. Maybe Mark wasn't in on the thing. Maybe it was kind of like this, you know, like, you know, what was a surprise dance? Yeah, yeah, well, when the people would go dance, flash mobs, right? Where oh, yeah, something yeah. would start happening. Like so maybe it was kind of like some art thing that someone else was doing, that they're filming it. You know, they're already setting up Mark in their filming Mark set, but then they're behind the scenes, kind of like Impractical Jokers. They're filming for this interruption, yeah. like exactly like Impractical Jokers. So can you imagine if Mark was just one of the regular performers yes. and this guy is one of the Jokers? trying to go jump on stage and doing like that was his punishment he had to jump on stage and interrupt a comic you know or something like that yeah, yeah maybe yeah. that was kind of what it was know. who knows maybe. you have a good point there and i'll have to watch it again so i apologize yeah. for calling your bluff but that's why we hear 
discussing things. We're not always going to agree. I was like, these are actors, but Mark, Mark, Mark could have been a Mark. He could have been a Mark. Could have been a Mark. Um, Mark. We we will see. Interesting, nonetheless. I hope he was a Mark because if Mark Norman is, doesn't need, he's too big to be part of some prank show or like. Well, he was going to have uh, our 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 friend and and uh, favorite. Uh, what's her name? Uh, go and perform on uh, his as his opener. Um, what's her name? Come on, help me out. The cowgirl, naked cowgirl. Uh, oh, got Sandy Kane. Sandy Kane. He was going to have Sandy Kane there. So you know, Mark has some weird thoughts in there, but. What we'll do, and we'll, I love finally we can get some participation on this thing. We'll put that out as our poll. You know, was it a work or was it real? Mark's uh, performance and Let what happened know. there. Let so, us know. Study Let us video. know. Study, Study it. Do the Zapruder film breakdown of it, please. So, yeah, I guess we already talked about the stalkers. We don't have to hit that too much, except Jim had a personal experience with a stalker. And this is another Jim story I don't think I ever heard. And he was like, kind of like touching on it. I don't know if he was going to go into it. So maybe he hasn't talked about it before, but uh, apparently, and I think he said it was a woman just kept calling him like all day for some span of time all day. He said four minutes. Cause that's all like, I guess then you could record on a, on a voicemail. Wow. He kept leaving him voicemails. And he said the whole thing, like he didn't feel like a victim or like in danger. He was just pissed. Like he really like, like leave me alone. Him. I don't get yeah, yeah, totally. you, just, just you know how it gets like totally pissed off about the situation. Um, Absolutely. Getting to best guests, just two guests talked a lot about Mr. Fidance and uh, real quick, Chris, do, do you recall anything from uh, Mr. Des Bishop? On Thursday. Yeah, he he was interesting. I don't think yeah. I've heard him on before myself. I'm sure he probably has been, but um, yeah, I, I was listening to that, and I guess he's married to is it Hannah Burner, who is kind of like yeah. a TV personality. She's been on that um, what is it the uh, that show uh, the yeah I'm the worst something house anyway. It's like a reality show. She's been on it for a little while. I have it in my notes, so I'm going to go to my notes just so I'm clear. I saw, Summer I House. She was on Summer uh, House. Watch what happens. What was she? She was on a show called Summer House. Oh, Summer House. Okay. For and I also seasons. saw she was anyway. on that, like Watch What Happens Live or with Brian. Yeah, Bronco. she's been doing. She does a lot. Really, really attractive girl. And I guess they were walking the red carpet recently, and uh, and Sam was pointing out on the photos that you know Des looked really good, and he goes, "Yeah, I had somebody teach me how to." take photos and stuff and, and put your hands in your pocket. And Jim took that really weird, like you're supposed to put your hands in your pocket when you're walking the red carpet and, you know, <laughs> and going into that. And so because I have experience and I've been taught in my former life as a model, I'm going to demonstrate for you. You didn't know it was coming. Let's how you're supposed to put your hand in your pocket. So I'm going to back up here a little bit. Uh, excuse the pants. <laughs> All right. So let me get to a spot where you can see my pocket. That okay? Can you hear me? All right. I can see your pocket. It's, it's front and there center. There you go. Front and center. Right there. Boom, boom. Right there. So yeah. you're supposed to make a cup with your hand instead of doing it flat. Jamming your cup, your hand. So you're cupping your leg and keep your one thumb out. Thumbs so it's out. It's a nice line. Yeah. Yep. Thumb out and you're cupping. I'm not like this. You know, with my hand, you can see it in there. Cup my leg so it keeps a nice line on there. And there you go. You're taking a nice picture with your hand in your pocket. I like it. What and do you think, not, buddy? Yeah, it's good. It doesn't go too deep. You don't want to be accused of playing a little pocket pool there. No, you can't go in. You can't go in too far there, and you're no. going to get into trouble. But yeah, like so it. things like you know, things I learned when I was 17 as a model really yeah. has carried me on today. When I walk the red carpet, which rarely happens, it does good happen. Times it does happen, and and you're prepared when it does. 
Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I thought Des Bishop was good. He's a name, you know, because I did stand up for a little bit. He was a name you always kind of heard, and like it sounded like people really respected him. So I don't remember hearing him on ONA or Jim and Sam before, but I thought it was a pretty good appearance uh, on thir on Thursday here. So we had Ian and Des. Chris, do you have a best guest? I can't believe I'm saying this, but you got to give it to Ian. He came with uh, the right kind of, let's say, emotion and feel, and uh, and he did well. I, I, I liked Des a lot, but. You know, if Ian's trying and, and and he knows that people don't care for him as much, I was happy with his performance. So I give it to Ian. I agree. You? Sorry, sorry to yawn. We have a toddler who's uh who's no longer in a crib. Um, so it's been a tough week. I don't mean to yawn during our great show that I enjoy. But Daddy, I don't want to. Oh no, it's a seventeen-year-old <laughs> child in Jim's mind, not a toddler. That's like it. yeah, twenty-one-year-olds say but Dada. Exactly. But Dada. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Ian, Ian was, as I said, very good, uh, very good Ian appearance. Nice and interesting and funny, but super late. And Jim, uh, I remember pointing out that he was late. I think Ian said he was tired. And Jim's like, how are you possibly tired? Because he came so late in the morning. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, it's a very good week because the guys were so funny and uh, had a lot of good in-studio chatter. Good week for line of the week. I'm, I imagine you would have some finalists in a week like this. I, I, it was it was a lot. And uh, I do have finalists, but one blew it out of the park. And the one that blew it out of the park didn't get a big laugh. So stay tuned for that. But I want to read my other one here first. They're talking about uh, some donuts that Bob Kelly brought into the cellar. And uh, Jim took a picture of them. And then, of course, Jim took credit for it in his Instagram saying, you know, hey, I brought these donuts in from Donut Pub. For everybody here at Cellar, well, Bob Kelly did. And Sam referenced, you know, we should get some donuts, like, you know, Krispy Kreme. You know, the sign says, the red light's on and it's time to get glazed or something like that. And Jim goes, well, that's not what I think when I see a red light. And Sam goes, yeah, that's not what you think when you hear glazed either. Loved that. That was really good and quick. But my favorite, awesome. and it's it's unbelievable, and it didn't get a laugh. I can't. Well, got a little tiny laugh, I think, from Sam, but I don't think everybody heard it. I think you're talking about the really at that one actually. I remember because yeah. go one? ahead, go ahead. Okay, but this one, this one didn't get any. The one I'm going to tell you about didn't get a laugh, except for maybe a chuckle from Sam. They were talking about the UFC fight winner. Um, I guess they announced it, and they weren't sure which name he announced, so they weren't sure who won. So he had to go on the mic and say, "Yeah, no, actually, this person won." So it was kind of this whole weird thing. And Jim uh, gets you know kind of frantic when he doesn't. He wants to hear it again because he wants to make sure that he heard it right. And he was talking to Montone about it. He says, Montone, you know, go find that information. Find it uh, if you could for me. And Montone started working on it. And then he said, no, no, Travis, you you find it. And Sam goes, Travis, why aren't you looking? He goes, well, you asked Montone first. I'm not going to. He asked Montone first if Jim wants me to look for it. And he, yeah, okay. And, and so, uh, Travis, you look. So Travis started looking and he got stuck and couldn't find it. So said Sam goes, let's go back to Montone and see if he's found anything there. Montone, do you find anything? And Montone goes, yeah, terms of service. <laughs> that was great. No one laughed except for Sam giggled. So it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. came with the thunder and I loved it. Do you have a line of the week, my brother? I think I think it's a moment where people were doing stuff in the studio and not everyone caught it because that was great. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I was also partial. I did email myself the glaze joke. But okay. I'm just going to give the other one that was, it was kind of neck and neck with this other one. So my line of the week comes from Mr. And so both would have been Samuel Wood Roberts, but this one for sure. Line of the week, when they're talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show and Sam mentioned, mentioned uh, uh, Frank, Frank, Frank and Footer and, and Jim, correct him. No, it's, it's Frank and 
uh, further Frankenfooter. Jim said, what's that? A trans hot dog. And Sam goes, no, that's who I travel with. That's right. That was, that, that was, <laughs> that was perfect. That and was again, Sam's timing perfect. now, Sam's timing now is lightning fast. He's, he's Jim. He's Voss. Okay. Just before we, we let everybody, you know, tap out of this thing we call the town square. Maybe I should end like that. Um, I want to just say, do you think Sam has, did he always have that trick in his bag? Or do you think that that has been honed over the years of sitting in the studio, watching these great comedians, learning this timing thing? Can timing and com comedic talent be something that you gain over time? Or are you born with that talent? What do you think? You can be born with it, but you can definitely sharpen it. So I think Sam had to be funny or have at least a really good sense of humor to emerge the way he has from the ONA world and just fit in the ONA world to begin with. So he had, he had to have a little bit there. But if you go back and listen, he's definitely faster because he's seen the fastest. And he's got and the not, best. Just, not just watching, it's reps too. He's always making jokes. He's always filling time on the radio. And yeah, he's funny. So yeah, great question. I think I think it's uh, I think it's both. I think it's both. Very good. All right, man. What else we got? I, I think that's uh, that's just about it. I think we, we did it ahead and we, we did it. We're full zoom guys. Now we can go a little longer when we want. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't go as long. Cause I Maybe feel like we, uh, we just got to lose our way tuckered. at the ends. Yeah. yeah. We're a little tuckered out on this one. So we apologize. Yeah. You know, not all oh. of them are going to be home runs, right? You know, okay. we do the best we can for you guys. Right. Yes. And sometimes you just run into home a little slow. That's all. <laughs> sometimes you, you get bit. the home run, but, but yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you guys for watching and listening. Thank you, Chris, for everything you're doing absolutely you know i appreciate you you bought this shirt for me i'm glad to have it i'm glad that we are able to share edna for as long as we have the edna cold coffee in our in our brain and you know we're not sure if she's passed away but if we can find her we're going to drag her to the town square you believe it Thanks for watching and listening to the Jim and Sam Town Square. Please remember to like and subscribe and turn on that notification bell, not Doug Bell, so you don't miss an episode. And if you're just listening to the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it.